We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right, guys. I want to welcome everybody to Hot Rods and Happy Hour live here at Ruby Tuesdays in Woodruff Road in Greenville, South Carolina. Hot Rod! What's going on, man? Are we having a good time or what, man? We are having a great time. The weather looks like it's holding out. I mean, I'm telling you what, there's a bunch of beautiful cars here, a bunch of awesome people, great music playing in the background. We're having a good time. I tell you what, we got raffle prizes for days. We got beautiful cars everywhere. I'm sitting here looking straight ahead. I've got probably one of the best looking clones of Grumpy Jenkins, Grumpy's Toy. Camaro sitting in front of us yeah. with the matching car haulers. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is so period correct, man. You got an early 70s Chevy pickup that's a ramp truck with this beautiful, what year is that? 60, 69. 69 Camaro on the back. Big meat tires on the back. Man, this thing's gorgeous. I mean, I will tell you something. It's just, it's great. Of course, it's got the Jenkins classic logo, the Black Arrow. I love it, man. Yeah, this thing's just gorgeous. I mean, you look around, you got all these new Mopars, you got the, all these old cars. I mean, just cars for days, whatever you want to look at. Beautiful Corvette sitting right out here in front of us. It is a great time down here at Ruby Tuesdays. Guys, if you are not here, you're missing out on something. That's right, guys. Tell what, you still got time to get down here. We'll be down here rocking until 9 o'clock tonight. Probably later, actually. I'm sure we will be. We always are. <laughs> All right, man. Well, you know, it's common. First segment, man, we got to get into, you know, what's going on. What's That's coming right. Where up? Where are we going to be? Where are we going to be? So I'll tell you what, we'll get right into it. July 1st, we're going to be at McLee's Garage in Anderson. That's right. We'll be in Anderson, South Carolina. This is a really neat garage. And if you're not, if you're new to the area, or if you're not even real sure about Anderson, McLee's Garage has been around for <laughs> Rob, years. Rob, hang on, hang on. I don't think anybody's real sure about Anderson. Well, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> the, the, the five people that are. Anderson, I mean, this this garage is a staple of that community. And like I said, it's been around for years. And they actually brought it back. And, I mean, now it's a car restoration shop. Super cool thing. We're actually hosting a big open house car show for them. Hot Rising Happy Hour is going to be there. It's going to be a great time. Great music, vendors. Can't miss it. Anderson's July 1st. You know, we're going to be at Anderson a lot, you know, this coming up next few months. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what. A-Town's going to be our town. <laughs> All right, guys. So that next week, that Friday, July 14th, we're going to be back down at Union County Dragway. Well, I'll tell you what. The, the thing that's fun about Union County Dragway, I and mean, you know, I can't stress this enough, this is the newest NHRA-sanctioned track. It's the only concrete eighth-mile NHRA-sanctioned track in the state of South Carolina. That's huge. I mean, that's that's big. That's well, I mean, the thing is, you think about concrete tracks. you got Z-Max, these right. big tracks, and we have that right here in our backyard. And I tell people all the time, if you ever take the time and you ever come down to Union County Dragway and you run your car on that track, you'll never go anywhere else. Well, I'm going to tell you something. It's one of the top five eighth-mile tracks in the country, per Kurt Johnson. Yeah, and... <laughs> Who doesn't trust Kurt Johnson? That's what I'm saying. I mean, if you're in drag race, you know who Kurt Johnson is. We don't have to explain that. All right, guys. So the following week, uh, July 16th, and just to fill in, the rest of June we actually got off. I mean, I'll tell you what. It's kind of nice to have a little break. I'll tell you, I might actually go to a car show that we're not hosting. What do you think? I love it. (laughs) I got the Oldsmobile back, so we're... I'm sorry. The Oddmobile. The Oddmobile. I got it back, so we might take it out somewhere. We might take it out and go cruising. Well, that's what I'm screaming. Go ride around. Go get a milkshake. <laughs> yeah, I need one of them. <laughs> but uh, July 16th, that Sunday, after uh, after we're done spending all night down at Union County Dragway, 
We'll be right back here at Ruby Tuesdays, and who knows, if it goes well today, we might be live again. You never know. I'll tell you what, that'd be a great, great thing. I tell you, we get a lot of people around the booth right now. I love it. What's going on, guys? And I'll tell you what, man, Ruby Tuesdays, four lettuces. Four lettuces. You got the salad bar. You got everything here. I mean, what else could you possibly want? All right, want? I'm going to quiz you, Mr. Pitts. Can you name the four lettuces? We've got iceberg. Right. We've got romaine. Right. We've got the spring mix. Right. And what's the last one? Cabbage. I think it looks just, like cabbage. I think it's just spinach. I don't, I don't know. I'm not a cow. I don't, way, I don't know what it is. It's pretty good either way. <laughs> All right, guys. So after that, July 22nd, the next weekend, we're going to be at Back to Basics in Simpsonville. I want to tell you something about this show, and I love this show right here. And this, and I joke around all the time, I feel like old Robin Odrod is babysitting the youth. But well, I love it, though. I mean, this really These makes are good me, kids to babysit, though. Well, these are good kids to babysit. But I'll tell you what's cool is, is that's our hobby. This is the future of our hobby. And, I mean, it's that's what makes it fun. It's because you see all these young guys coming in our hobby, and we need that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's not about the car you drive. Okay, it might be a little bit for the Ford guys. But, you know, it's not about the car you drive. You know, it's about the, the passion that you put into the hobby. Exactly. Well, I mean, these kids put a lot of heart and soul in their rides. I mean, they show out, and this one meet right here caters to them. You know, the music's different, but, I mean, it's just a great time. Now, I'm telling you what, they roll up about 600 strong. I mean, we have fun. I mean, we, what we we do everything. We got car limbo, which guys, if you don't know what that is, you're missing out. How low can you go in your car? That's right. And also, we got the tug of war, which you by know, the way, the Hot Rods and Happy Hour crew is the tug of war champions. Also, we're looking for recruits for the Hot Rods and Happy Hour team. So if you're big, that's, and that's right. If you're uh, corn fed, come see us. If, if you're a fan of the Golden Corral, be sure to come to the Hot Rods and Happy Hour Facebook page and drop us a line. We need you. Yeah, because we're not planning on giving up that title anytime soon. That's right. So, the big date, July 27th. My man Rob Pitts turns another year old. Oh, Lord. So is it that time again? Yeah, we're, we're going to start counting your age by how many spikes are in your hair. I'm telling you, it's crazy. I tell you, we're going to put candles on the cake, and we're just going to set it on fire and be done with it. <laughs> I don't think I can count that high in candles. I'm telling you, that's a lot of candles. So, we're going to be putting together something for the Rob of Palooza, and uh, we'll be uh, releasing some details on that, but we want everybody there. That's right. Definitely a great time. Great time. We'll be sure to have the fire department there to put my cake out. <laughs> All right, guys. July 28th through the 30th. This is the big one. Man, I just realized we got a busy month in July. Yes, we do, guys. With the Gathering Show, Anderson Civic Center. Back in A-Town. Tell you what, calling all my mini truckers, whether she's static drop, bagged and tagged, hydraulics, whatever. I'm going to tell you something. This is a great show. Like I said, the mini truckers come out in force. We do several mini trucking shows throughout the year, but this one right here is a great one. It's right here in our backyard in Anderson, South Carolina. Well, we were honored to do it last year, and last year was our first time doing the show. And well, it was our first time taking the trailer out, too. Yeah, well, it was actually the very first time we got to use the event trailer. So it was, a, it was a big mile marker then. But, I mean, this show, indoor, outdoor, there's magazine coverage, uh, coverage there. There's video coverage there. All kinds of great stuff. I mean... This show brings the best of the best. You, you know, the indoor show is phenomenal. And well, I mean, these are these are magazine cover trucks. There's magazine cars there. I mean, it's it's gorgeous. And like I said, the Air Civic Center is a great facility. And it's not just limited to mini truckers. Anybody can bring their ride out to this. It just caters to the mini trucking crowd. That's right. I mean, well, you got low riders. you got all types of cars there. And, I mean, it's a great event. Like I said, I mean, there was a gorgeous Impala station wagon there last year. I know. I, you know me. I don't miss out on station wagons. That's for sure. I'm telling you, guys, I mean, Anderson Civic Center, you can't miss that. July 28th, 
the 30th. You know, uh, our boy Kent Williams, he actually puts that show on. He's the owner of Common uh, Threads Magazine, and he does a phenomenal job with that show. And he does a phenomenal job with the magazine as well. Well, I'll tell you what, if you ever get bored, you need definitely need to check out Common Threads online. Like I said, it's a great, great magazine. It covers the mini trucking scene all around in a whole but I'll tell you something else that's really cool about Ken Williams is Ken Williams is like the mini trucking guru around here. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, that's that event, he pulls out all the stops. they got vendors there. They're giving away great things, raffles. Like I said, it's a two-day show right there in Anderson. Yes, sir. You don't want to miss that. I'm telling you what, I love mini truckers, too. Well, mini truckers know how to party. And that's, and that's yeah, that's 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 our relaxed show. That's, that's that, when we that's get That's the show. Those guys right there, they put – they make putting on a show easy because those guys are just there to have a good time. Well, you know they're going to show up late, which is awesome. Yeah, really. I mean, that, they come rolling in about 10, 30, 11 o'clock where everybody else rolls in about 7 a.m. for car show. Those are my kind of people. I'm telling I mean, you. It's it hard, is kind of nice. It hard, really is. It's hard getting up at 7 a.m. every week. Kids. <laughs> I'm sorry. We don't have that eternal alarm clock like you, old man. That's right. Millennials. <laughs> I tell you what, we got a little bit of time. Why don't we talk about what we did last? Well, yeah, let's talk a little bit about what we did these last couple of weeks, man. We've been all over the place. I tell you what, man. I, I'll be honest with you. I have to look at this paper to keep up from where I've been. It well, starts running together after a while. You got that right. I tell you what, last week we uh, hosted a show right here in Greer, South Carolina. Uh, Tiaras and Tires. That was a great show. I tell you what, Tiaras and Tires had a wonderful turnout. This is the first time we did a show like this of this kind. And the thing that was cool about it was is actually raising money for the Miss Foothills pageant. Well, you know, everything we do, it, we try to raise money for something. I mean, and that was the concept behind Hot Rods and Happy Hour getting started, was to raise money for, you know, for different causes to help out. It started with autism, and it's branched out. But i tell you what, man, it's getting that time. we got to pay some bills coming up real soon. So uh, I'll tell you what, why don't we wrap it up right here? That's right, guys. i tell you what, stay tuned to Hot Rods and Happy Hour right here. On 106.3 WORD. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts coming at you live. Hot Rod! What's going on, dude? I tell you what, here at the Ruby Tuesdays on Woodruff Road right here in Greenville, South Carolina. Enjoying all, I mean, this weather, the winds, whipping, good-looking cars, great tunes. What else could a man want? I'm telling you, I was worried to death that it was going to be 98 degrees out and we are going to be sweating under this tent, but I'll tell you what. There's nice coverage of clouds, the wind's blowing, and I'm feeling great. I'm telling you guys, you cannot ask for better conditions right here. You still got time. Like I said, we're going to be rocking on 9 o'clock tonight here. Hot Rods and Happy Hour, Ruby Tuesdays. Yes, sir. I'll tell you what, man, let's talk for a second. Ooh, that was a nice motor sound well, I heard in the I'm background. Saying. That sounded good. I'll tell you what. You don't hear those in the studio often. No, not ever, unless I drive through the studio. But I'm telling you, we got the promotions team right behind us with 106.3. And I'll tell you what, they got their little spinning wheel out here, and they're handing out all kinds of free stuff. Free T-shirts, koozies, hats, DVDs, coolers. I mean, we got all kinds of great stuff. We're you, just giving it away. You sounded like you made that sales pitch once or twice. Maybe once or twice. I mean, you did that. You just rolled off the tongue with that. That's I like, right. I like that. I like that. It's like you sold a car or something in the past. Maybe one. <laughs> all right, guys. So we were talking about what we've been up to lately. And last week, we got cut a little short, but... We were uh, at Tiaras and Tires in Greer, South Carolina, and that was a great show. It was our first time doing that show. I think we're going to be doing it again a little bit later on this year. Oh, yeah. Well, Tiaras and Tires, like I said, that was a great show. I mean, because it was the first of its kind. It's helping out, you know, these young girls right here. They really, really, I mean, the whole pageant thing really gets a bad rap. These girls are learning so many life lessons and so many things. And, you know, and being confident, self-confidence. I mean, they had their talents and their skills and all that stuff. And these kids, I mean, they were working that show. They were selling raffle tickets and selling bottles of water, walking around with their tiaras on. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, they endured the heat. And, I, and you're right, Rob. It does. It teaches self-confidence. It's just like anything else for, you know, young organization like that. You know, you got, you know, flag football, things like that. It, it builds confidence in these kids. And I think it's a great cause, and that's why we stepped up and decided to help them out by hosting the show for them. And it was, it was a great turnout. I appreciate everyone that came out to this show. And I tell you what, I can't wait to do it again. I think we're going to do it, what, sometime in uh, September or so? I think so. Stay tuned, guys, on that one. Yes, yeah, stay tuned and watch uh, watch our Facebook page, of course, Hot Rods and Happy Hour on Facebook. And we keep you updated on all the shows and where we're going to be and everything like that. So keep that in mind. All right, also, that night we got done there and immediately took off to Union, South Carolina for some pro mod action. I want to tell you something. Union County Dragway, you know, it's a great track. It's a great facility. Like I said, NHRA sanctioned. And we actually lost the, the track record was broken. The track record was broken. It was That's set, right. It was set by a guy by the name of uh, what was his name? Tony Wilson, I believe. Tony Wilson, right there. We had a beautiful '69 Camaro. Man, and, I mean, I, Pro I, Mod cars are the most gorgeous track cars anyway on the planet. Absolutely. We posted pictures of Tony's car up online. You, you want to talk about a gorgeous paint job on a car? I mean, that thing was flawless, well, man. I mean, that's the thing about a pro mod car. It looks like it's running 200 mile an hour when it's sitting still. I'm going to tell you what. I want to tell you guys a little story. The last race of the night, it was Tony Wilson versus Anna, Chris Klein. Yeah, Chris Klein in the Christine car. In the Christine car. I mean, another gorgeous car. I don't know where you find fiberglass for, uh, what was that, 58 Plymouth? Plymouth Fury. Yeah, I don't know where you find fiberglass for a 58 Plymouth. But, gosh, it was a gorgeous car. And going down the track on that last, last run... Man, we almost lost Christine. I'll tell you what, though. Christine got a little loose in the middle of the way, but those guys were really having to put the power to the track because everybody was going after that track record. Yeah, it, it was a great race. You know, and that reminds me of, uh, what was it, a few weeks? might have even been a month or two back now when we saw that, uh, we saw that uh, what was it, a jet car run down the track and break the 200-mile mark. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that was the cool thing. And I mean, this is something right here, NHRA sanctioned. But we're talking about cars running 200 miles an hour. That doesn't happen at tracks around here. No, but we sir. have this track. We have that facility now. You know, Georgia's got Commerce, you know, Orlando Dragway, rather, and uh, for, for, for the people that don't know. And then, you know, Charlotte, of course, has got Z-Max. And, I mean, you got all these big tracks around you. you got Darlington. Right now, up here in the upstate, now we have our own NHRA track. And we have a track that will hold 200-mile-an-hour cars. Absolutely. It's a great track. It's a great facility. And the guys down there are working hard to make it the best it absolutely can be. I want to tell you something, though, guys. Like I said, if you really ever have a chance to make it out on a Friday or Saturday night, it is wonderful to come out to Union County Dragway. Like I said, just hop on the Facebook page to check out when we're going to be down there and come out and hang out with us. We might even let you up in the tower. That's right. We got air conditioning in there. <laughs> All right, man. So this this weekend here, we're sitting in. We actually had a busy day yesterday. I tell you what, we were wide open yesterday, shaking hands, making friends all the way up in Hendo. Yeah, we're up in Hendersonville. We we visited an old friend, uh, Mark Ray. You guys might remember he's been on the show before. We went up to Hendersonville to his store, Dad's Collectibles. Guys, I'm tell you what, if you get the chance to ride up to Hendersonville, first of all, if you got a girlfriend or if you're a girl listening to our show because you love Rob's spiky hair and uh, you're looking to take your boyfriend out uh, on a beautiful date, Take them up to Hendersonville. That is an awesome place. I want to tell you something. Hendersonville is just a cool, historic town anyway. But another thing that's really cool about it is Dad's Collectibles up here at Mark Ray's store. Anything you can think of possible, die cast. We have race cars, muscle cars, classic cars, trucks, tractors, trains. He's got it. So we're on a little mission. I had a little, I had a little back mission. As you know, I bought the Pace car. We did a show on Pace cars a few weeks back. And I bought the uh, 77 Delta 88 Indy Pace car. Well, I know they make a die cast of this car, and we were on a little mission looking for it. 
Sure enough, we walk in Dad's Collectibles, and there it is. Well, I mean, this is the thing. Speak of odd things. I mean, talk about a man that has everything. When you have a 1977 Oldsmobile Delta 88 Indy Pace Car, 164 scale, you have everything. <laughs> I mean, what more can you... Most I, people haven't seen it in full scale, much less 164th. It's on the dash of the car right now. And, and to boot, I found the misprinted green one. I mean, and this guy had them both in Hendersonville, South Carolina. Uh, North Carolina. Or North Carolina. Sorry. <laughs> Getting ahead of yourself there, buddy. you, you got to watch me. We'd like to move it to South Carolina, though. That's what I'm saying. I'll tell you what, a great drive. Like I said, you know, 45 minutes up the road, beautiful town. Be sure to check out Dad's Collectibles. And that was a fun trip, too, because we went to, I think, possibly the Sketches Aquarium. Not to get off from cars, but yeah, the, the I think qu- the sketchiest aquarium I've ever been in in my life. If you're looking for a cool way to lose five bucks, <laughs> it's just worth checking out. They have the aquarium on Main in Hendersonville. It, there's no words. You just got to go. Uh, well, I, the first word I had was the Walmart fish department. <laughs> yeah, I think they emptied it out to make it happen. Yeah, really. But we left there, and we took off, and I, I told Rob, I, I knew about this little place uh, uh, down on 74 heading towards Shelby. We had to go check it out. My buddy Mike there, the Golden Dahmers. I tell you what, you know, and, and Odd Rod's a bit of a kid. He's never really, he'll, he is a kid. He's never really grew up, though. And, you know, he's in his model cars and his die casts. And I'm, sh- I'm, I don't know it for sure, but I'd be willing to bet that he lays down on the floor and still plays with his cars. I do. I do. But he takes us to the coolest hobby shops. He knows where all, he knows where all the good eating places are, and he knows where all the hobby shops are. That's why you keep a fat friend around. They know where all the good eating joints are. And you make me look skinnier. <laughs> See, I'm making, I'm a good wingman. That's what I'm saying. I, I mean, love wings, and I'm a good wingman. You're my right hand man on the left side. <laughs> but yeah, man, we went to Mike's, uh, Mike's place down in '74. Also, awesome, great models down there. Picked up some more IndyCar stuff. Picked up the Oddball '94 Monte Carlo IndyCar. I mean, I mean, I'm mean, i going to tell you something. That right there is, is neck and neck with that whole 77 Oldsmobile Indy Pace car. I don't know who would even own one of those things. <laughs> so how you doing, Odd I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. cool. I'm good. i tell you what, man. You know what? The little music in my ear tells me. That's, that's telling us right now. It's time, time to shut up and pay some bills. It's time to shut up and pay some bills. So, guys, real quick, if you're not out here at Ruby Tuesdays, you need to get your butt down here and come see us and come see what's going on. All right, guys, you've been listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3 WORD. Hot Rod! What's happening, Rob? I tell you I tell you what's happening, man. We're in the middle of a car show doing a radio show. I love it. I know. We're sitting out in the middle of the parking lot. I'm a little nervous one of these Mustangs might run into us. I'm telling you, man. It's just just try to calm yourself down. It'll be all right. I'm a little Rod. nervous. I'm a little I'll nervous. You, this is, you. this is. Let me paint a picture for you. I'm sitting right here under the gorgeous red, white, and blue WORD tent. Hot Rod. Nice. We got the flame Hot Rods and Happy Hour trailer. We got all our friends around us. We got, I've got a clone, a recreation of Grumpy Jenkins, Grumpy's Toy 68 Camaro sitting in front of me on, on the back of a 69 Chevrolet car hauler. Yeah, I mean, it don't get any more American than that, right? I mean, we got good-looking Dodges. We got blue skies above us, great music playing in the background. And then we got a salad bar at Ruby Tuesdays with four lettuces on it. I mean, what else could a man want? And I think I'm looking at a boxer bulldog here just enjoying the time, too. I don't think that's a boxer bulldog. It's got a face on it like like you a little bit. It's like one of them Sharpays. Well, it might be a Sharpay. Ooh, Sharpay. It might be a Sharpay. I think it is. I think it's one of them. So it's a Sharpay. It's a marker. It's a marker dog. It's a marker dog. (laughs) But, I mean, he's enjoying the weather, got the tongue out. That's what I'm saying. I mean, everybody's having a good time, guys. we got people walking around, bobbing their head to the music, and right here we're telling you all about it, giving you the play-by-play right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. I tell you what, Odd Rod. What's up? You know, I feel like I want to reminisce a little bit. 
I, you know what? I'm good with reminiscing. I like reminiscing. I love it. You know, I mean, you got to think about it. This is a very special day in history right here because I'm going to tell you something. On this day, two years ago, Hot Rods and Happy Hour got its very first start. And that is another thing. It is Father's Day. So happy Father's Day to all the fathers. And, I mean, I tell you what, you know, I mean, like I said, Hot Rods and Happy Hour started two years ago. But I tell you what, the road to Hot Rods and Happy Hour started way before that. And it's Father's Day. I'm going to tell you something. Dad's just as important as the car's. Give you a little background on old Rob and Odd Rod and how Hot Rods and Happy Hour came came together. Why don't you take this one, bud? Why don't you give us a little background on you? Well, I'll tell you what. I'll, you just go ahead and take shotgun. I'll take I'm the drive. I'm going to take the steering wheel, and I'm going to ride on with you this. You just roll on with it. I come from a long line of Hot Rodders. My grandfather, who, who passed away in 99, but super cool guy. I mean, he was like the classic quintessential car guy coming up. You know, he came up in the 50s and the 60s, and, I mean, you know, he had all the, the cool cars. You know, he had a 48 Chevrolet with a GMC 6, which just it was a huge six-cylinder. It was a torque monster back in the day. I mean, this is before, you know, they even had V8s and stuff. Even V8, you know, hot rod their car. I mean, all they had was flatheads. But then, you know, you started having the overhead valve motors coming around and all that stuff. And then in the 60s, you know, my grandfather actually had a custom 48 Merc that came from California. I mean, this car was chopped, channeled. I mean, it was. So your pops had a chopped Merc? A chopped 48 Merc. I'm going to tell you what, your pops just moved up in my book. I want to tell you something. Old pops was a cool guy. There's, I've got pictures of him and this Merc together, which was phenomenal, even with the California black plate still on the front. That's what I'm talking about. And then, you know, through the years, he got into drag racing. Drag racing is a really big sport, especially right here in the southeast. Uh, you know, my grandfather came up in the golden age of drag racing. I mean, you know, he was coming up when this grumpy Jenkins Camaro would have been running on the track. But, I mean, the thing that was cool about it, he had – you know, several you know several cool cars through the years, but when his first drag car he built was actually a 1956 Chevrolet 210 Post, uh, two door post car. It was bright yellow and it was called the Dixie Twister. Dixie Twister. And so imagine a bright yellow 56 Chevrolet Gasser with Dixie Twister in old English font down the side. That's what I'm talking about. That's and, classic as it gets. Oh yeah, and I mean you know this car ran tracks all over the place. And, you know, and my grandpa, you know, he wasn't just a drag racer. He was a hot rider at heart, his daily driver. And I'm talking about the only car they had. Him and my grandmother had. I mean, they picked the kids up from school. They went to church. They went to the grocery store. It was a 1966 Mustang 289 with two fours on it. That was their <laughs> daily driver. And the thing, I mean, it was a Highland Green 66 Mustang Coupe. They weren't but, worried about gas mileage much back then. Well, were you got to think about gas was probably 23 cents a gallon anyway. <laughs> but, I mean, but the thing you got to think about, they probably didn't make $2 an hour either. But the thing that was cool about it was, it's just some of the things here in the stores. My grandpa loved those big pawpaw tailpipes out the back. You know, the big tailpipes. Well, you know, you I've noticed a pattern. That, that That's not skipped too many generations No, no, guys. no, no. The old-timers love big tailpipes, and I like big tailpipes, too. I get it honest. But, you know, back in the day, you couldn't buy, like, the big chrome tailpipes. You couldn't jump on eBay or Amazon and order these, you know, cool custom exhaust tips. They actually took a drive shaft and cut it in half Are you to serious? have four-inch tailpipes on this car. That is too cool. So that was really, really, really neat. And, I mean, it was just things like that in the stories through the years. But he had this 56 Chevrolet that he drag raced through the years. And this was going into the 60s. And how he got this 56 Chevrolet was actually a really cool story, too. Uh, the story that I got is my uncle was in the military, and he bought this car to drive back and forth from home here in Piedmont, South Carolina, back to Kentucky to the military base. Well, he would drive it back and forth. It was a 56 Chevrolet, six-cylinder, 210 car. And he drove it back and forth. Well, he went in the military and actually went to Vietnam, so he was going to be gone for a little while, and he owed some money on it, and the car was going to get repossessed, so you know what they did? They made a race car out of it. It went off the radar. But uh, so long story short, you know, we didn't have no paperwork to the old Dixie Twister, but, you know, she was she definitely, definitely had a name at the drag strips running around here, and uh, he ran that car for several years, 
And uh, then, you know, we're running into the mid-60s with this. Well, in the 60s, there was one brand that really stood strong. And, I mean, I'm a GM guy, die hard. But my grandfather, he was Mopar all the way. He switched gears. He actually traded this 56 Chevrolet at a car lot right here in downtown Greenville for a 1966 Cornet 500 Hemi car. It was a burnt orange color car. And it was so weird because it had snow tires on the back of it. Now, hang on, hang on. Why would a car down here in the south have snow tires on it? Well, long story short, the reason they traded it for a 56 Chevrolet with no title is this car didn't have a title either because it was in a bank robbery in New York. And the car somehow <laughs> made its way down here. And, uh, you know, still 426, four-speed and all that stuff. Well, that car, car got turned into a drag car. And, you know, my grandpa was in the Mopar business, sure enough, then. And, you know, of course, you know, the Hemis and all that stuff was so strong, so powerful in the so, mid to late 60s. I, I got to ask, Rob, what drove your grandfather away from the bow tie into the Mopar field? Well, you I got, mean, where do you, you find parts for Mopars? Well, well, quick story you got to think about. This is 1960, you know, 66, 67. The car wasn't even that old. Right. But the thing was that, I mean, you got to think about, you know, the big block Chevrolet was a brand new thing. And it was the only thing even remotely competitive to the 426 Hemi. Right. Um, and, you know, that was the easy thing to get to. And since he was the service manager at Western Carolina Dodge, which is right there at the Easley Greenville line on 123, uh, where it used to be. Actually, there's a car lot there now, but actually used to be Western Carolina Dodge. And the thing that was really cool about that was he worked there. And they had a secret way of getting Hemis to build to build race Hemis. I'm curious. They would order station wagons and everything they could with a 426 Hemi. you got to think about this. This is the mid to late 60s. You could order a Hemi in just about anything. So every car they had on the lot came with a Hemi in it. Well, <laughs> Hemis were great race motors, but they were not exactly made to be, you know, longevity-wise. Daily driven, they didn't do that well. So when they came into service, you know, they were drinking oil or had a problem or something like that. They would replace their Hemi free, under charge, and put a 440 in it. Well, now they had 426s <laughs> a plenty to build race motors out of. That's a smart idea. I think we need to start a racket like that. Well, I don't think you'd ever get away with that anymore. Can we do that with LS motors? Yeah, I don't think we can do that. I, I just don't. I think I think GM would frown on that. I'm sure Chrysler would too now. But you know, it was a whole different time back then. And like I said, you know, when he was in the 60s racing this thing, I mean, he raced, you know, with Gene Snow, Ronnie Sox. All these guys, I mean, these cars. And actually, my grandfather actually had a retired Sox and Martin car for many years and raced it. And this was going on in through the 60s. Well, speaking of racing, your dad was a big racer, too. Right. Well, grandfather, you know, in the late 60s, early 70s, he kind of started backing away from the driving. And my dad stepped right in there, right there in his, right there. I mean, he was 15, 16 years old. Dad was driving a drag car then. Uh, his first true drag car that was his, he had a 71 Dodge Duster, 440 big block car. Uh, and he rode that car for a number of years, and uh, it was it was kind of cool. It was all done up in the red, white, and blue, like a Sox and Martin car. I mean, super cool. I mean, that was and that was fun. I mean, I got lots of pictures of that. My dad driving it and all that stuff. Well, that 440. I mean, the Duster's not a big car; it's an intermediate sized car. But they wanted, you know, obviously a smaller car, making the same amount of horsepower is going to be faster. Right, right. So what they did was is they built a Dodge Colt. Dodge Colt, a Dodge smallest to small. Yeah, a Dodge Colt would literally fit in the trunk of your Delta 88. <laughs> and the thing that was cool about that car is it had the 440 power. It was a two-chassis car and all that stuff. So they put a 440. They shoehorned a 440 inside a Dodge Colt. Yeah, we're talking about with 14-inch wide slicks on the back and the whole shooting match. And this car right here actually got a lot of press, this car did, because it was so small and such a short wheelbase. I mean, it was a roller skate with a big block on it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you heard us talking 
about Spartanburg Dragway. You know, Spartanburg Dragway, Bobby Bennett, we had him on the air. You know, Spartanburg Dragway was a great thing. My dad used to race Spartanburg Dragway, and uh, when he was there with that car with a Colt, he actually, they did, Spartanburg Dragway did so many promotions to get the people in. Right. And there's right. a great story with that. Uh, there's a guy by the name of Jim Bullet Bailey. Yep, Jim and, Bullet and Bailey. And i tell you what, if you ever get bored, Google Jim Bullet Bailey. He's super cool. He's a really famous um Stunt man. Exactly. He's a stunt guy. And he did a uh, he did a lot of cool stuff. Well, the trick was he was going to wear a suit of iron, kind of like back in the medieval days. Now, th- th- hang on. This sounds like an idea I would do. Okay, so he's got this suit of iron. So he's going to hang on to the wheelie bars of this car as my dad drags him down the track making a full pass. At Spartanburg Dragway. At Spartanburg Dragway. That's right, guys. Right here in Spartanburg, South Carolina. And, uh, and he did it. And, I mean, it was on WSP. It was on the news. I mean, it was a big, big thing. And the whole trick was for my dad pulling him down the track, they were going to give him a silver bullet. And that was the, the trick, you know, for pulling him down the track. The, the Jim Bullet Bailey was going to send him a silver bullet pendant. Two weeks later, Jim Bullet Bailey died, actually. He was in an airplane stunt he was doing where he was hanging on to the plane, and he lost his grip, and he fell to his death. He fell several hundred feet to his death. So you're saying he won't be doing that again? Jim Bullet Bailey will not be doing that again. And I'll be honest with you, I haven't heard about anybody being drugged around the drag strip ever in my life since then. Oh, my God. That's, that's a crazy story. I'll tell you what, we got some more cool stories about your father, you know? That's right. We're talking about fathers and hot rods right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3 WORD. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Coming at you live right here on Ruby Tuesdays on Woodruff Road, Greenville, South Carolina. I want to tell you something. If you're not here, you're missing out. Yeah, if you're not here, I'm, I'm actually a little sad. I'll tell you what, I've seen so many people. I think everybody is here. Uh, yeah, I mean, half of Greenville's here for sure, a little bit of Spartanburg. We got some uh, Anderson people. We got some Anderson people. I even seen old John Dietz here, and he came off fresh off the power tour. I'll tell you what, that man's drove, what, how many hundred miles? Like, Oh, God. miles yeah. or something crazy to be here at Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Yeah, I mean, his car is literally not even clean from being on the Hot Rods Power Tour. Well, and then we got we got Dexter Turner. Dexter Turner just drove here from Houston, Texas in his new SRT Challenger. That's right. He picked this thing up. In te- he doesn't drive to the local Dodge store and gets his Dodge. He goes all the way to the Cowboy State and gets his Dodge. Yeah, he literally left out Friday, drove all day Friday, Saturday, Got the car, and here we are on Sunday, and he's here at Hot Rods and Happy Hour. So this is awesome. Oh, yeah. I love it, man. And I'm going to tell you something. That's that's the thing. we got so many dedicated, dedicated friends that come out to these events, and, I mean, I, I love them. I yep. love it all. And you said it right, man. These aren't fans. These are our friends. These are. And I'm going to tell you something. You know, we put on a great show, but without them, we, we have nothing. Yeah, we're, we're nothing without all these fine people here. I mean, I'm seeing faces I don't even know here today, and that's what I love. Well, I, I love seeing new faces. I love the whole the atmosphere, you know, the music. I love seeing people bob their heads and having a good time. Absolutely. All right, so when we left, we left off talking about your father, and I think you got a very cool story. This is actually, I'm a little jealous on this one. You got the coolest dad story, I think, right here with this one. Well, you know, I mean, like I said, my dad was a drag racing guy coming up through the roots, and he was a Mopar guy, and we're talking about his Colt, the 440 Colt. I mean, this was a very, very, very stout car. And like I said, it got a lot of eyes around here. I mean, that was a, probably one of the best-known drag cars at the time in this area. Uh, and, I mean, the thing you got to think about is he came up in this time, and this is the same time you had Scotty Cannon in the ranks. You had Coyne Stott in the ranks. All these big names, they were all right here at the same time running the same classes my old man was running. 
And that was really cool. I mean, like, my dad was one of these guys. Absolutely. I mean, your dad is a local legend around here. Well, he is, and, I mean, it's so cool. I mean, growing up, I mean, I didn't think anything about it, but, you know, we had drag cars in the garage. Yeah, you were just in the mix. Yeah, I mean, I was just there. I didn't know no different, you know. (laughs) Everybody's dad ain't like this, you know. Sadly, no. But, you know, it was really fun. It was really cool. And, like I said, they were Mopar people, but they had a problem with this cult. You know, they got to a certain point, and they wanted it faster, and they just couldn't get the power out of that 440. I think I know the answer to that. Well, you know, like I said, I'm a diehard GM guy, and this comes from a certain thing. Well, my grandfather, I'm going to tell you something. Drag racing is a sickness. I've talked to drag racers across this country, and they all describe it the same way. And, you know, when you got, it don't matter a brand or whatever you have to do to get that car faster, you do it. I mean, it's, I won't tell you something. It's worse than that. It really is drag racing. Is. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to tell you what. If you're, if you're sitting there and you're saying, hey, I'm going to start drug habit or I'm going to start drag racing, eh, the drug habit might be a little easier to wean yourself we can, off we of. Can, we can send you to rehab. Yeah, we can, we can send you to rehab. There's no place to go for uh, drag there, racing. There's no 12-step program for drag racing. Absolutely. Guys. But you know what? Who wants to quit? Quitting's bad. Well, well I won't tell you something that's fun about drag racing. It's just that thrill. And, you know, my dad had it bad. Well, it, and this is the problem with drag racing. There's always someone with a faster car, a better-looking car, a better-running car, and you're always chasing that. No matter what, you see one that's a little bit quicker, and that's what you want yours to do, and that is the problem. Well, that is the problem. So they had a problem with this 440. They then squeezed all the power they possibly could out of it. So my grandfather got to looking, and, you know, the Chevrolets were really catching on with the big blocks at this point. We're running through the 70s now. And, uh, you know, these big cubic inch big block Chevrolets were just getting very popular. They were getting faster and faster, and they were giving these Mopar guys a run for their money, and they didn't like that. Well, my grandfather started digging around. Like I said, you know, he'll, he'll, jump, he'll jump the fence on you real quick. So uh, he bought a big block Chevrolet, and this is the very first big block Chevrolet my grandfather ever owned any of them. Anybody in my family did. They actually bought this race motor from another race team, and they put that big block Chevrolet in that Dodge Colt, and they just left the hood down on it. Fixed it. That big block, that Colt picked up four tenths the very first time down the track, and and uh, let's just say we were a GM family after that. Well, speaking of GM family, that's about the time your dad got the Corvette, isn't it? Well, no, well we had a car between that. Uh, you know, back in the short wheelbase thing, they wanted to build a small Chevrolet car, so they built a Chevy Chevette. Now, if you don't know what a Chevette is, my mom actually owned a Chevette, like as a family car, sadly. This is what happens when a Chevelle and a Corvette get in a head-on collision. This is the pile of metal that's left. It's a Chevette. Well, it's 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 a small hatchback economy car. It's a very small car, extremely short wheelbase car. This car was built for one thing, and I mean it was purpose built. It's for speed. It was built light, tight, and little, and I mean, and it would fly. And were, of course, big block powered. And the thing that was cool about the Chevette is it actually had a little bit shorter wheelbase than the Dodge Colt. Uh, but the thing that was cool about the Chevette, I mean, I mean. At the time, it was the world's fastest Chevrolet Chevette, but, I mean, which ain't saying a whole lot either, but, you know, that was a really cool thing. And they had the Chevette for a few years, and they sold it, and they built an 82 Corvette drag car. And this thing was absolutely gorgeous. This car was a show car. I mean, it was beautiful. I mean, candy paint. It was a lengthened car. So you have a normal Corvette that has a, you know, 15, 16-foot-long car. So would this have been like a Superstock or a Pro Mod or... This would have been like a top sportsman car. Top sportsman car. And the thing about this car was it was actually a foot longer than a normal Corvette. So this thing was stretched out. I mean, it wasn't quite as long as a funny car, but it was a a long car. It was sexy. Exaggerated. I mean, well, you got to think about it. An 82 Corvette is just a sexy car. They're really curvy. I mean, these were some of the best-selling years for a Corvette anyway, and they sold on style. And, of course, it was a big block power, tube chassis car. 
absolutely gorgeous. I mean, there was nothing on it, Corvette. It was all drag or It was just shaped like a Corvette. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, candy paint. It was a candy orange. It had blues and reds. I mean, it was fades. I mean, it was beautiful. And, of course, you know, the same big block power plant in there, freshened up. And that big block and that car has held many records through the years. It was actually the very first it was the very first power glide car in the sevens in the quarter and that record still holds to this day yeah we actually researched that record and that is a still standing record, record. it's today. online i mean this is this is a record that was set in like 1986 yeah so, so this this was something really cool and i'll tell you something else cool this record was set at darlington speedway darlington dragway all right well tci did all our transmissions for us tci was there with their tci trailer they changed the transmissions every round i mean they were hitting all around it with a tenth or two of it every time and i knew they were going to crack the record if they could just keep those power glides together and tci built one of the best power glides around they were breaking the input shafts on the transmissions the car was leaving so hard that i mean it was just i mean that one pass is all it had so they uh they got to change they changed transmissions five times but on that fifth time Everything lined up, and the record was broke right there. It was the very first power glide car in the sevens in a quarter mile, which is phenomenal. Like I said, that record still stands today with a power glide. And I just got a feeling it never really be broke because everybody's moved on to the turbo 400s and Lincos and things like that. A power glide was a little bit of a thing of the past. You still see them a lot in some of your nostalgia yeah. racers, but as a rule, like, you know, all your gastro guys are running four speeds, and, I mean, they're not even running anywhere close to sevens in a quarter anyway, but... But you know what I'm saying. I mean, everything's either went way old school or way new school. So Power Glide kind of got left out there. And the Power Glide, I mean, honestly, that's a that's a great transmission. Well, I mean, Chevrolet used that transmission for years and years and years. And, of course, now the TCI Power Glide is loosely based on a GM Power Glide. But it's a two-speed transmission. Yeah, a Power Glide, two-speed transmission. Well, that's you got to think about it. I mean, you know, the TCI version's an all-aluminum Power Glide, where right. the other one was a cast-iron Power Glide. I mean, it's totally, really and truthfully, it's totally different. Absolutely. But, I mean, great story, though. Absolutely great story. Well, it's a wonderful story. Like I said, we went on from there, and then, you know, that Corvette three years, and he had a Roadster for a little while. Then he started racing the Corvette again, and actually redid that car. And he had some more success with it the second time around. And then, after that, we went into pro-mod racing. When I say pro-mod, this was, you know, the Scotty Cannon years. This is Rob Vandergriff. All these big names. And my dad was right there in the middle of them. We built an 89 Pontiac Grand Prix pro-mod car. And uh, to my knowledge, it was the only Grand Prix Pro Mod car at the time. There's a couple came in right after that. Uh, but it was a great car. It was a gorgeous car. Uh, I mean, and it was Pro Mod was, was brand new. I mean, it was a whole new class. And it was, I mean, you think Pro Mod's big now? It was huge when it came out. And, you know, like I said, all these big names were in it and all that stuff. And I'll be honest with you, you know, no sponsor. You know, this is a family-run business, you know, financing this race car. I mean, this we're talking $40,000, $50,000 engines, things like that. It's just hard for anybody to keep up. So basically, we did what all drag racers do. What's that? You get into old cars. <laughs> so you, you quit spending money, and you finally get smart and buy a good investment. That's right. And, I mean, that's, that's the thing. You get tired of losing money on a car. You actually buy a car you can actually make money off of. So we got into clutter cars, you know, and that's where my grandfather stepped back into it. And I mean, these were my molding years for me. I'm telling you what, man, you got you got a great past. I am a little envious of all your car past, everything you've done. Well, you know, your family's done. I'm a little envious. I mean, we didn't, we didn't have that growing up, but we'll talk about that here in a little bit. All right, guys, I tell you what, stay tuned. You're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour right here on 106.3 WORD. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 